Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. Discussion with Doctor Drippy Dick about about what what are we going to talk about, Jake? What are we what are we talking about, Doctor Dog? The greatest comeback player of the NFL and I, I that we've so. ever seen. I now, can I can I finish my point first, no. please? Yes, please finish your point. Okay, so I didn't see this coming, and it, it's it, it's actually more my ignorance than anything else because I didn't think, okay, well, he's not going to go back to the Panthers. Well, the Panthers aren't the same organization that they were when they let him go. Ron Rivera is now in Washington. The general manager is no longer there. And now they got a healthy Christian McCaffrey. They have healthy wide receivers. They have a top five defense. And they are still – they're still in the NFC Mm -hmm. where there's two spots up for grabs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's perfect. Whether whatever happens, happens. I mean, I I just think it's a good fit. Does, uh, well, Jake just ran off. I was just about to ask him if, if this, he always runs off if this was going to change uh, Carolina's um, chances of, of getting into the playoffs. Are we recording? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm here. I'm yeah. right. He's going he's gonna to go uh, on this rant, so let's I, everybody just shut up. I, I, I mean, the minute that he starts, I'm running to the refrigerator to fill up my beer cup. I have, I'm sure I have plenty of questions and I will answer them. But as soon as those are done, it, it, it's my time on the, st- on, on the stand. So come on, bring the questions. I'm sure I got a lot. No, the, it, none of us have questions right now. 
What we need to hear is Dr. Drippy Dick's 15 to 20 minute soliloquy on how Cam Newton is the best quarterback in the NFL and him getting signed by his old team just proved it. So go ahead, start. Because we all know that this is what's going to come. So I'm going to start at the beginning. It all started from when he wasn't a Carolina Panther. Actually, you know what? I'll start way before that. I'll start when he was first originally a Carolina Panther. He uh, he he lost some of his stars. You know, he lost Peppers. He lost Keekly. He lost uh, Thomas Davis. He lost Greg Olson. He lost them all. He lost Ron Rivera, his head coach. He lost his whole Super Bowl team, his MVP season team. He lost them all, except for, you know, some guys here and there. Mm-hmm. And he, he was dealing with injuries. You know, he was dealing with the foot injury. He was dealing with the shoulder injury. And it, 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 I, I listened to Matt Rule's press conference today. It was about 20 minutes long, which I will get a into good that press a press conference. Really? Yeah, it was great. Look. I'm going to get into that, but I disagree. <laughs> um, so he was dealing with injuries. All right. And, and he just, he wasn't, he, what it wasn't the right fit for what was coming up with the potential future, which was 2020, you know, that in 2019, 2020, that, that off season. So they released him. Uh, they actually came to a, a, a what you want to call it? A, a, a mutual agreement. They came to that. They parted ways. Cam Newton ha- loved the city of Carolina, Charlotte. He loved uh, the team, the owner, and, and he even respected Matt Rule. You know, he, he he had no hatred towards the Carolina Panthers. It was more of a mutual decision, you know, business up and go. So that's what that was. And Cam Newton uh, knew what was – he knew what was coming up next, but he, he, he didn't exactly know what was coming up, which was – the Patriots, but that's irrelevant. So we will skip that to right before he was signed again. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can't just say the whole thing with the Patriots was based on the the COVID and the vaccination thing. Not that's what it came down to with the Patriots. Not fully. Uh, that, oh, yes. It, that's Ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what it was about. Right before he's getting signed by the Panthers for a second time, which was, you know, uh, uh, I don't want to say one of the greatest days of my life, but it it, it made me very, very happy uh, for the first time in a while. I've never been this happy. And he he before just that happened, I actually said the night before that I truly, truly, truly believe that you're right, Oshimaida. He he ends up in New Orleans. I I, I thought he was going to go to New Orleans. Uh, you know, he, he's been around the block over there in the NFC South and, you know, maybe getting Odell as well. Possibly this was, of course, before he <laughs> went to the Rams. And, and I don't see why not. You're laughing, but I see Alvin Kamara, Cam Newton and Odell Beckham Jr. All on New Orleans with a not bad defense who also has just as good of a shot as the Panthers. But it didn't happen. It yeah, the only problem the- with that is Odell Beckham Jr. only wanted to go to L.A. Uh, There you go. And that's why it didn't happen. So that moves me to Carolina signing Cam Newton for $4 million guaranteed up to 10 million, which 
And my answer, bro got that bag. Bro got the bag. He got paid. He got He did paid. get paid. He got paid. He, he did back. get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He got paid. He to got come back paid home. way more than anybody thought he'd get paid. So during this whole year, or not year, during this whole, you know, six months, four months, you know, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I, I, I think he's going to go anywhere. If anyone gives him a great opportunity, you know, contending team or not, he's going to go there and try to make the city win, you know, just, just at the age and, you know, what he's already accomplished, which everyone doesn't seem to acknowledge. But I just felt like at the time, anywhere he would go anywhere to, to play football, you know, to contend and win for the city. Now that he signs with the Panthers, I, I truly believe that during this time, there was not even a handful, but like two, maybe three teams on his mind that, that, that he said, if they're going to offer me a deal, I will play football with them. Other than that, I'm I'm not gonna play football again. That that's truly my feeling as of right now. And I also heard from an unknown source that he turned down the Houston Texans and he turned down the Seattle Seahawks throughout that span. So okay, my my mother would turn down the Seattle Seahawks right now. That's uh, okay. My grandmother would have turned down the Houston Texans. That's what I meant. What, why the hell would you go to an organization that is so okay, dysfunctional? Can I, can I, Jake, 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 can I ask you a serious question? I don't know. Can you be serious? Have you seen a shift in the balance of the force now? <laughs> what? Would you, would you just say to I me? I mean, is, is the force is the is is the dark side of the force taking a hit because what cam the, newton is back what dark side what dark side what, what what's what's necessarily what's technically the dark side scott got it yeah, am i waiting for him do i have to wait for him i'm listening all right he gets signed with Carolina, right? It, yeah. it, this is – I'll give you my feeling on it, and I'll give you what, what my, my, my take on it, too, totally separate. I, I, this is different. This is like – this is the one scenario that I was sitting there during this time, and, and, and I was like, I really – if he goes anywhere but this team, which was the Panthers, I don't know how I'd react, you know? It's like – and this was the only team that I felt this way. You know, if he goes to anyone else, even the Browns, you know, uh, I'm, I'm off, I'm off fine and dandy with it. You know, think of it the same way. All, all technically it would be 30 teams because the Patriots would be out of the discussion and the Panthers was that one team. I, I just thought if he went back to the Panthers, it would be more of a, just just a different kind of fit you know he's he's coming back home you know it, it's not that he's going somewhere to try and win which he's still trying to do in Carolina for a second time it's it, it's it's more like 
he's coming home to have fun and he's almost like getting his way. Damn, why didn't he why didn't he write a letter like LeBron did? I'm coming home. I'm it, coming it, uh, home. I'm, I'm interrupting you. This is the first time I've done this all episode. <laughs> he did. Did you see the three and a half minute long video he posted on YouTube today? No, I didn't. But I really want to hear from Scott because he is itching. Here's here's my thing. I, I really thought he was going to go to the Saints. Um, Me too. I, I didn't think that Odell was going to go to the Saints. Um, as a matter of fact, I think. On the Cleveland sports fan, I said that I expected him to go to the Chargers. Um, Now it turns out to be the Rams, L.A. team. We understand. He has a house there. He never wanted to be in Cleveland. He never wanted to be in New York. He always wanted to be in L.A. Um, With that said, I really, really could have seen Cam Newton go to Houston. Him turning it down, I understand it. Oh. Um, this, I never saw. No, I never no. saw him going back to Carolina. No, no, not, not at all. And, and if you think back to when, when everything transpired the first time when he got released or whatever you want to call it, you know, Ron Rivera was out the door and, and, and Matt Rule came in and he was there for what, two months, three months? Yeah. He didn't even he didn't even play a, a game with Cam Newton, and he let him go. He shipped him off. There, there was there was talks in the locker room behind his back saying we're gonna get rid of this guy. He he he's not really what we need anymore. It, 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 I, I I see your point, Jake. Okay, here's here was the point that I was trying to make with this. This was probably the best thing for Cam Newton. Absolutely. He is back in a team that he's already played in before. Uh, the, the the fan base there loves him. I think, I, I will say this, this season, what he does this season will make or break Cam Newton. If he finishes out the season, takes them to the playoffs, Cam Newton will get a multi-year contract there. Did you see when he pulled? Did you see when he pulled up in in Charlotte today? Because he he landed in Charlotte today. He flew here from from his home, and he 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 was he was meeting with the owner. I don't know his name off the top of my head. It's like it's I don't want to mispronounce it. But he, he was meeting with him, have yet to meet with Matt Rule, probably already have now that we're talking. And, you know, he, he drove into town right by, uh, what is it, First American Bank. You, you know, I, I love that place. You know, that was a part of my life for, for as corny as it sounds, for eight or nine years. Like, that, the Carolina Panthers is almost in my blood, you know. And I wasn't even a fan of the Panthers. I was a fan of one guy. So right. that just tells you how much he meant to the city of – of Charlotte, you know, it, it was just absolutely amazing. And he pulled into Charlotte today, passing the stadium, and he's got people running out in the streets with his uniform on, chanting his name, happy. It, I think as corny as this sounds, you're right, Scoot and Oshie might. I think this is the absolute best thing that could have happened to him in the best scenario. It, but I think it's more of he's coming to, to of course, win, 
but the biggest thing is he's he, he's coming to have fun this this kid eh, eh, a veteran this veteran hey. is gonna have fun and i'm telling you what hey. when he has fun 2015 he wins football games this kid's dominant now now i i will say this Yes, in New England, it didn't work. Whether it was ultimately the vaccine thing or not, Cam Newton is not the type of quarterback to play for Bill Belichick. And I'll stand by that. I I thought New Orleans was going to be his destination because ultimately Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill just aren't the answer. But him fitting in Carolina, and the thing is, and here's why I'm going to say here's why it was great, is because unlike the AFC, the NFC has like five good teams, and then they have everybody else. Yes, yes. It's You got Dallas at six and two, everybody else under 500. You have the Cardinals and the Rams, everybody else under 500. You have the Packers at seven and two. Everybody else under five hundred. You have the Buccaneers and the Saints. Everybody else is under five hundred. The Panthers are four and five. Are now what intrigues me about or I mean the Panthers, not the Packers. What intrigue intrigues me about the Panthers is they've only given up 183 points this season. Their problem was is they have a quarterback named Sam Darnold. Who has... And now they get Christian McCaffrey back. Yeah. And, and, and um, you add Stephon Gilmore in the secondary. The read option for Cam Newton, it could be, and I'm not saying this is going to work out to be a fairy tale thing. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I think their chances are a lot better now. Mm-hmm. But Cam Newton in, in that zone read with Christian McCaffrey, he could put up Lamar Jackson's stats. Although we saw Lamar Jackson tonight, we won't talk about that. Wow. that went, Well, we will talk about that, just not right now. <clears throat> but if that was Baker Mayfield, <clears throat> they'd be burying him. So, so I want to I stay on this, this topic because I only got a little bit longer. I, I you keep your cam for as long as you can. I, I want to address one thing before I continue into like the ending story. Let's address Matt Rule. I think that's that's the I don't want to say a target or anything, but like I think that is the guy. And I, I mean, I respect the guy. I don't want to say I like him. I, I, I don't hold grudges with very many people, but I feel like Matt Rule is is a slight grudge for with me i i don't know i just can't i can't wrap my head around the guy he he kind of backstabbed my guy it, it, it just i don't know that uh, that's something i watched this wait, press wait. conference today what what how did how did matt rule backstab cam newton well he where have you where he, have he, you hold, been? On, hold on Hold on, he didn't backstab him. He stabbed him right in the front. I mean, he Cam saw this coming. What do you What do you mean? Where have you been, when, Oshimaida? When I just when Rule got rid of Cam Newton, he did it right to his face. He didn't backstab him. That was a a he took over the team. 
he made a decision. Do you- right, but Cam was on his way out the door when Rivera left. It had nothing to do with Cam Newton. It was Matt Rule cleaning house. Oh, oh, okay. And first off, no, that's not true. Cam Newton had no intention leaving Carolina, even though everybody had left. He had no intention. He said it himself. I'm going to believe Cam Newton over anybody. Well, he said he, it himself. Hold on. He he had no intention of leaving Carolina. The Ron Rivera was going to get rid of him no matter what. Correct. No, you can't convince me on that. No way. No way. No, no way. Well, um, then, then, then the Washington football team would have signed him because their starting quarterback is Tyler Heineke. And it, n- no, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I, I'll eventually like Matt Rule, but I don't got to like everybody in this world. But I let's speak on the press conference real quick, if 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 we if we shall. Um, I watched it. I I really wasn't a shall. fan of it. You know, I'm I'm not if gonna I'm not gonna speak much on it because that is now you know per se my mm-hmm. other coach. My coach is Coach Stefanski. I think he's the best coach in the NFL right now. Smartest coach, minus Bill Belichick. But Matt Rule, I, I think he talks a lot. I think he talks too much. I think he's just a jabber What mouth. did you just say? Yeah. I, think I, I, I don't want to hear him repeat it. What did you just say? I, I, you have a man in Kevin Stefanski in Cleveland, and you just put him down below third in quarterbacks. Or I mean, in coaches, how could you do that? Rules not better than Stefanski. Whoa, 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 whoa! Who said that? I said Kevin Stefanski is the second best coach in the NFL. Okay, I misunderstood you. Then I thought you said Rule was. No, okay. I'll repeat myself to be more clear. I'll repeat myself to be more clear. Let me talk and don't interrupt, please. Matt Rule. (laughs) had nothing to do with that conversation. What I'm saying was my coach, Coach Stefanski for the Cleveland Browns, is the second best coach in the NFL right now, minus Bill Belichick. Okay, when you now, said when you said my coach, I thought you were talking about Matt Rule because we that, were talking about I mean, I know Cam Newton's your boy, so that would make his coach and I, I also started off that conversation by saying my other half coach. I, 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 if Cam Newton's got a, if Cam Newton's got a coach, that's my other half coach. So my other half coach, I feel like he just, he just talks too much. He, he talks too much. He, he Scoot's got the police at his front door. He, he, he's got, you got, what's that light in your face? Police at the front door. Yeah, Listen. light in your face. Listen. There are two different there there are two different types of coaches in the NFL. And and it works in some teams, it doesn't work in other teams. You got guys like Matt Rule, you got guys like uh, 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 the guy in in Detroit who wants to bite kneecaps off. And and they're God, just like uh, him though. Hard-nosed defensive, we're just going to kill the other team. And then you got guys like Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Kevin Stefanski, that just 
really don't they talk a lot but they don't say anything because they want to keep all of their bullshit in their building so for a guy like Matt Roll to come out and run his mouth is common and I hope it works out and I think it will with this team this year I want I want to, if anyone has any questions, I want to close this out on how I feel about the situation in the upcoming future. Are there any questions? No, I don't think there's any questions. I truly believe that this Cam Newton coming back home to Carolina is whether anyone likes it or not. It it's not a a make or break year. I don't think this is Cam's only shot, and if it don't work, he's done. I truly think this was coming into this was a long-term thing. I think Matt Rule and the organization in Carolina are going to keep him around next year, no matter how this year turns out, because they want to keep him in Carolina until he retires. I I think this is I think this is the perfect spot for him and. The only thing that's sitting in my way and sitting in that in his way of of riding off in the sunset and guaranteeing himself a spot in Canton, Ohio, it, and possibly going to the playoffs to win another to win another Super Bowl. I mean, hell, why not? But I think the only thing in that way is is Matt Rule, and it, it's either they figure it out. I'm not saying he's a bad coach because he's he's obviously a good coach. He's he's, getting, he's bringing his team to a winning record, you know. After not being very good after Cam Newton leaves. So you got to give him some props. He's, he's doing something right over there. Yeah, can, 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 can I read a quote that I saw today? Sure. It's from Christian McCaffrey. He said, that's my teammate. That's my quarterback. This is gonna work, guys. This is it. This is the everyone's calling me crazy. Oh, now. Everyone's been calling me crazy. Everyone's been kicking me while I'm down, kicking him while he's down. And, and this is the, the this is it. This is it, guys. He's coming hey. back to Carolina and he's going to he's he's gonna succeed. Dr. Drippy Dick. dropped him. I'm picking him up on my fantasy team. Too late. Jake already did. I uh I, what do you I, mean? What do you I, mean? He's never been in free agency. He's been on my team all year long. I drafted him. Oh yeah, in the one in the in the one league out of seven. You're right. You're I, right. All I have to say is I have been laughing at you for more than a year. So it, this isn't a recent laugh at you. With that said, OBJ, guys. OBJ. Can I go now? No, you are stuck in this. Burley, Burley's gonna, stuck in Burley's this. gonna. You are Burley's stuck gonna in join. this. Burley's gonna join. It doesn't. No. Oh, she might is staying in here. He's he's quit all the other shows. That motherfucker gonna stay in here. He gonna talk. We're gonna have a good night. He can drink. And quit all the other shows. Yeah, and I'm yeah, gonna talk over you so that you can be pissed off at me next. Okay. Yeah, and be pissed off at me next. There, there. So, let's go into the OBJ thing, guys. OBJ got picked up today. 
We all know that. <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about this. Who? I'm not. Who, who predicted he was going to L.A.? Cam Newton. Everybody else was saying something else. Do you want to know who Cam Newton's potential first matchup with Carolina could be? I'm 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 on a different subject than Cam Newton. I want to keep talking about this. Is that this is been- well? Then have the have the Cam Newton show. <laughs> just too easy to mute him. Have uh, the Cam Newton show. <laughs> So OBJ has left the building. He has left Cleveland. He has uh, he has once again uh, not mentioned a thing about leaving. Don't care. Um, the Cleveland Browns looked. Well, I would say about 95% better without him on the field. Well, I think Cincinnati's defense had a lot to do with that, though. But I agree. But the, the question that I have for you two is, was the OBJ distraction in Cleveland or is the OBJ distraction in Cleveland going to transport to LA. Now the Rams, uh, before anyone answers this, the Rams look good right now. I I've said that from the beginning, the problem is that they still have Matt Stafford as a quarterback. And really we've never seen Matt Stafford play an entire year. Good. So he played for the Detroit Lions. Uh, yeah, I know. That's, uh, is that his fault? It's not his fault. No, it's not his fault, but he's had great years and went 5-11. and 11. Yeah. He's had MVP years and went 5-11. and 11. Well, he's having an MVP year this year. So uh, I, 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 I'm very curious as to whether you think he's going to get the the 50% OBJ or is he going to get the 90% OBJ here's what i feel cuz i don't i don't even think Jake's even there anymore <clears throat> oh he'll come back i feel that with him signing with the rams which for Odell Beckham Jr. makes perfect sense. And, and I'm going to give all the Ryan said it first. The fact that he signed with the Rams basically showed that his problem was just being in Cleveland. I think I've been saying that for a long time. Because, okay, okay, if you did, then then you're right, too. The fact is there was a couple of teams that if he wanted to put his name out there, there was better options. That being said, he's going to be – he's going to get – 
five, six catches, 50 yards a game on that offense because there's too many mouths to feed. Now, see, it's, it's, it's different with the Rams than it was in Cleveland because Cleveland runs the 13 personnel with the tight ends and the running backs, and they don't focus on the wide receivers. The Rams focus on the wide receivers, but they got 9,000 of them. Okay. The, the problem was not with what Cleveland runs. The problem was never with what Cleveland runs. I disagree, but okay. The problem was that he didn't want to be here. He, he did not want to be, be in Cleveland. He never wanted to be here. So let me ask you a question. Does it have anything to do with Baker Mayfield, or is it just the fact that he did not ever really embrace being in Cleveland? It had nothing to do with Baker Mayfield. Thank he you. Never, ever. He never wanted to be in Cleveland. Look at the first tweet he put out after he had been drafted by Cleveland or traded by traded to Cleveland. Just look at the first tweet that he had put out. It was not. I don't remember it. Positive. It was not negative. It was. Oh. I'm going to Cleveland. You know, okay. I, I don't speak on this with Baker because I have no opinion on it because I don't know what their, what their opinions was with each other. But I, my opinion, and this is an unpopular opinion, I can't say that's true because if that was true, he wouldn't be hanging out with these guys off camera, offline, you know, during the Doesn't mean you can't be friends. Then – then what's then what's the what's the problem? The problem is, is 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 Cleveland is not a destination that a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. can 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 make his brand more public. The the statement that that Oshi might have made was was the problem Baker Mayfield or was it Cleveland? And the answer is it was Cleveland. He didn't have a problem with Baker. He made a problem up, or his dad made a problem up with Baker to get him out of there. But I don't even care OBJ, about his dad. OBJ never wanted to be in Cleveland. He didn't want to. Somebody said to me, uh, a couple of days ago. Well, why did he buy a house right across the street from Jarvis? Well, let's see if I was traded to a city and the my best friend from college was there. Well, yeah, I would go buy. It's kind of like me moving back to Ohio. If I moved yeah. back to Ohio, would I buy a house close to Bob? Oh, please, no. So that I could come over and see him every day? No. Maybe even it's, move in with Bob? No. It's known. It's known that you guys don't like Odell Beckham Jr. You two no, see, don't like Okay, 
Gee, is no. Ryan on yet? Because that sounds just like Ryan. He's about to be, but I want to tell you something. I it's just you well, guys don't Dr. like Dr. Drippy Dick and Ryan. They just they feed off of each other. It's I know. We're it's haters. The, We're the haters. They're the haters, man. We're the haters. We you hate got it. a no. bunch. You got a bunch of guys on the same football team with the same mindset. All they want to do is win. It doesn't matter where they're located. They all yeah, have the and, same mind. They all have the same mindset to win, and well, that's what they wanted OBJ to do. Did not have that. No, what? he does not. What, what do you mean? Yes, he, yeah, he, wants, he did. No, 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 no. Oh, he, he wants didn't. to win. He wants to win where he wants to be. Now, yeah, now. Not, no. What do you mean, Cleveland? But you're acting like when he went to Cleveland, it was like a no-go right off the rip. Like, he, he was excited to go to Cleveland. He was excited to play with the guys that he were hungry to win. He was not excited to come here. That's false. What's he supposed to say? That's false. He was not what? excited to come to Cleveland. What was he supposed to say? Oh, I can't wait to be here. Hey. It, it, so, dude, listen, 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 listen. I can't listen, wait listen. to leave my $4 million mansion in you Los, got, Los you Angeles got, to go. You got. To go and live on on the river that kept, caught fire. You got Jarvis Landry, his best friend, basically pulling the team together last week, saying, "You know what? I don't care if he's my best friend, but we are a team, and we need to move forward and look to win games." That right there tells me that even Jarvis knew it was the best thing. I didn't think so. I have no comment because I agree with you. He, the man, I'm not, not a want hater. To I was never, dude. I b- believe me. If Odell Beckham Jr. was snagging touchdowns all over the place like DeAndre Hopkins and some of these guys, I'd be loving it. But he wasn't. I might tell you right if now. He was, if he was on the field, he had one game against Dallas last year, and that was it. I'm going to tell you right now. Cleveland fans by the end of this year are going to be pissed off. I don't believe so. I believe they will. I believe the 50% OBJ that we saw in the eight games here is not going to be the OBJ in Los Angeles. I think he will. I don't think he is as talented anymore. I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to be a 90, 80, 90% completion rate after. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. The man had no inkling of wanting to be here in Cleveland. I don't buy it. I don't think he's the receiver that he once was. I don't think people keep saying he's top 15, top 20. I don't buy it. He is not that anymore. Dude's been 30 years old. Are you done? How was that? That was the damn, that was the damn cat. 
knocking over his water bowl down the flight of steps. Little Dr. Dog, you want to go clean that up? Little you want to go clean that up? Who's you want to go dumb that dumb up? is probably the best thing right in now. your house. I'm uh, getting text it's time messages for me to right get now from my now. girlfriend. What was that noise? It's the it's cat time for me to get off now. This house. You're not going anywhere. Why do you have to get off? Where are you going exactly? Because you're yelling. I haven't raised my voice. You want maybe, yelling? I'll maybe yell. it's just naturally loud. I don't know where I got that from. Jeez. I'm, Stop being a sissy. I might have to put a compressor on his channel. Hang on. Yeah. Y'all here's where you're wrong. Uh, and I'm gonna and if you here, you here's where no, you're wrong, man. What you're doing right now, no. You're all wrong. Here's the thing, and here's where you're wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. Odell Beckham Jr was quiet as a mouse when he was in Cleveland. He wasn't a problem in Cleveland, not like he was in New York. He was a team-first guy. He wanted to win, but the thing about it is he was getting paid $15 million, and he wasn't producing like a $15 million wide receiver. So he's hearing it from the outside. He's hearing it from the media. He's hearing it from the fans that he's, he's worthless. He's trash. And at the end of the day, he's not because he worked very, very well, I think, with drawing double team. He, he makes safeties cheat. He does a really solid job just being on the field. What I think and what I took of this is Odell's problem with Cleveland wasn't Baker Mayfield. Odell's problem with Cleveland wasn't the Browns. Odell's problem with Cleveland was Cleveland. We've already, de- we've already he, decided that's like that. That's the fourth time we've heard that in the past he, 15 minutes. He he wanted to go. He, <clears throat> he did I, not want to be in Cleveland. When there was talks of him going to Kansas City, Then there was talks of him going to Seattle or New Orleans. I said, listen, if he goes to Seattle or New Orleans, he doesn't want to win. He wants to have stats and he wants to, you know, be famous. That's all he cares about. Well, obviously not because he went to a team in the Rams who have just as many weapons and receivers as the Browns do. They have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Higby, there's a lot of options. Van Jefferson, hell, they had to get rid of Deshaun Jackson because he wasn't getting enough touches. He wasn't catching the ball enough, and he didn't want to be there anymore, and he's from there. So that's why I think that it's important because it's important for Odell's – his stature. He just clearly would rather be in Los Angeles – than in Cleveland, because the situation is about the same. He's on a team that is supposed to go to the playoffs with a very good loaded offense, with very good receivers, just like the Browns. So I think it is just, I mean, props to Odell. He didn't come to Cleveland and cause chaos. He The only problems that I had with him was, he, I mean, he, he was injured, but that's not his fault. I mean, he tore his ACL. 
And then he came back. He, he did well. And what, I mean, everyone wants to say that he didn't do well this year. I don't know what games you're watching. They just, it's not an Odell Beckham Jr. offense. So when his number was called, I understand he had some drops, but you're, you're in the NFL. You're not going to be perfect. All right. I just think it's clear as day that he just didn't necessarily want to be in Cleveland. And that's why it doesn't shock me that he doesn't completion rate. That's why that's why it doesn't shock me that he's not in Kansas City or Green Bay, because I mean those cities are, you know, the same size as Cleveland, if not smaller. Because he didn't want to be in Cleveland. Wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I uh, let's forget about the city for a minute. Odell Beckham Jr. is only going to get Cooper Cup more open. He's going to get three or four or five targets a game. And Odell Beckham Jr. is, and I'm going to, I will put my staple on this, and you guys can correct me at the end of the season if I'm wrong. He is not the same guy. He is just not. He's been hurt consistently over the last two years. And it, it's just, if he wanted to go to somewhere just to get stats, he could have done that. But I don't think he can go anywhere and just get stats because I don't think he's that guy. That's just me. Maybe, And again, if I'm wrong, I will admit it. I don't see it. I see Odell Beckham. Just giving Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and and, and, and Higby and these guys more opportunity to catch the ball. Nobody double teamed Odell Beckham Jr. the last four weeks with the Browns, and he had four receptions for like twelve yards. The numbers are the numbers. Mm. Yes, he was not a good fit in Cleveland's offense. There is no number one wide receiver that's a good fit in Cleveland's offense. Jarvis Landry is the best wide receiver fit mm-hmm. in Cleveland's mm-hmm. offense mm-hmm. because he doesn't require six to eight catches a game. He can get his two, but they will be for first downs. And he ain't dropping the ball on fourth down when all you need is a field goal to win the goddamn game. Like Odell Beckham Jr. has dropped two fourth down balls against the Chargers and against the Steelers. Drops. With that, that, we'll be right back. So, as I said, there was some news. Did everyone see the news about Joel Batonio and Wyatt Teller? Yes. Great. It's great news. It's great news. Uh, I think we all agree that with that. Uh, I wish Joel would have signed a four-year contract instead of a three, but it is what it is. Uh, We don't know if the Browns only offered him three. Don't know. Is it time? Is it time to pay Jarvis Landry what he really deserves. So, so it's funny you say that because I actually, when we were talking about the, with the last segment, um, listen, I understand 
that Jarvis Landry is, you know, a great, you know, football player, great wide receiver. He's a great teammate in the locker room, a great captain. I don't know. I don't know that the Browns necessarily need a $15 million receiver. I mean, you have Rashard Higgins, you have Donovan Peoples Jones. You can find wide receivers anywhere in the draft. Second round, third round, fourth round, fifth round. They come, I mean, they don't come at a premium. I mean, they're all over the place. They're like running backs. I mean, cornerbacks, they, they're all over the place. Do you need $15 million to a receiver is my question. Because it seems like, and we're, I think we're going to know sooner rather than later, because it seems to me as if these te- this team is getting all of the components in order for Baker's contract. And whatever is left over is what they're going to offer him. And I think what that does is it puts the Browns in a situation where regardless, they can't be screwed over. Because as we know, Baker likes to bet on himself. So say the remaining balance after paying Batonio, paying Teller, Chubb, Garrett, say they pay Jarvis Landry, say that balance is $30 million and Baker says no. Well, at least you have your whole team locked up. And you can offer that $30 million to a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think that they're necessarily screwed either way. I, I, I don't think that I was trying to say that, that he was screwed. I think what I'm trying to say is the type of person that Jarvis Landry has turned out to be, he is the leader on that team. Himself and Baker Mayfield are the two leaders on the offense. I I almost want to throw Nick Chubb in there as well, but, you know, I, I don't think Nick's there yet. Jarvis Landry has been the glue to keep the offense together. Even with the whole OBJ leaving thing, he was the first one to stand up and say, we're here to win games. I think the boy deserves money. I don't want to lose him. To me, he's kind of like Ozzie Newsome was. Okay. <clears throat> the Browns re-upping their linemen is the smartest thing Andrew Barry can do because without the offensive line you really don't have an offense so we all agree on that oh yeah I mean JC Treader's already signed they just signed Batonio Teller um obviously Jedrick Wells is on a rookie contract um Conklin Treader's Treader's not signed He's signed for at least two more years, I believe. I think he's a free agent at the end of the season. Mm. Okay, well, then he's next, or or maybe not. I, maybe not. Conklin, I think, is going to be not here next year just because he can't stay on the field. And he's got, a, he's got the second biggest contract of anybody on the team. 
And you can draft a right tackle. I mean, I, I'm not saying you can't. But the Browns are doing the right things. I don't think it's going to be we're going to sign this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, and this is what's left for Baker. They, they don't operate that way. They know what they're doing. They know what their cap is, is going to kind of be next year. There's no solid number. But they have an idea what their cap's going to be next year. But to pay Jarvis Landry $15 million is absolutely insane. Because, and I agree with Ryan, is look at the wide receivers that are coming out of the draft the last three or four years. These guys are studs. And I'm not saying Jarvis isn't a a great guy in the locker room. And I love Jarvis Landry. But $15 million for a slot receiver? There's no way. I don't know where... Anyone said fifteen million dollars. I said is you said it, he should get Odell Beckham Jr. money. Okay, All right. let's roll this back. Is Jarvis Landry worth ten million dollars a year? Absolutely, yes, but not in Cleveland. I don't think. No, I think he is. Why do you think he's not a fit for Cleveland? No, no, no. It's not that he's not a fit for Cleveland. And you know what? At $10 million, if you have the cap and you're not hurting and you're not, you don't have another hole on the, on the deep ends or something like that, then yeah, sure. You pay the guy because he's, he's your captain in the locker room. The city so, loves him. So do he you think, do you think Jarvis Landry's not as good as Denzel Ward? Because no, Denzel no, Ward made twelve million dollars this year. I I, under, well, that I understand because of his contract. I, I don't care what it was; it's twelve million dollars, and we're sitting here arguing about Jarvis Landry getting ten. Okay, I would I would pay Jarvis ten. Okay, I would pay Jarvis ten million dollars, and. It's it's just really really tough. You have to analyze what you need on the defense it, it's just it's it's just super tough for me because obviously he fits here and he wants to be here and we want him to be here i just don't like like it's just the thing with higgins and in donovan people's jones like one of those guys could be a one one of those guys could be a two possibly getting another guy in the draft if it's a business move i understand it do i want him here absolutely it's it's really tough for me. Okay, so right. so I was just looking at at JC Treader. We we have him for next year as well. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, okay, so so let me say this, it, it, and this is dude. I, again, I love Jarvis Landry. I wish he'd get in the fucking end zone this year for once. But that's not the way they play football in Cleveland. Who dare I say the best wide receiver on the Cleveland Browns is Donovan Peoples Jones? Dare I say it? But you you don't need to dare to say it. I think that's the fact. 
But the fact is, is that we've got him for two more years with an option on the 2024 season. So we don't need to bite that bullet right now. That We all understand the salary cap's going to be totally different next year. Yes, and, and teams are going to lose guys that they do not want to lose. Mm-hmm. But when you look at your team currently and then you look to the future and you say, do we really want this guy to get to the end of his rookie contract and become a free agent? So who would you pay? Would you pay Donovan Peoples-Jones or would you pay Jarvis Landry? Well, I I would pay Donovan Peoples-Jones. Thank you. Be f- but but would I? I I see I don't I, I I've I, got him locked up for two more years, man. Why would I it's, why I I've got I mean, to take you don't have Jarvis. no, I'm not saying I'm not saying you have to do it right now. But what you do with Jarvis could affect that in in two years. Well, any move you make can affect it in two years. I mean, if Jarvis wants to again, we I think we got him for another year. We have them um, for one year. Next year, correct? 2022? Mm-hmm. I mean, if if he wants to resign and he wants to resign for, you know, nine, ten million, then fine. If he wants fifteen, forget so, it. I'm so sorry. You're you're asking him to take a pay cut because next year we're paying him fifteen million dollars. I'm not yeah, I would. For sure. Or he's probably not going to be here. I, 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 I will promise you that. The Cleveland Browns are not going to pay Jarvis Landry $15 million next year. There is no way. That is not the way they operate. It's really funny that you say that because I'm sitting here looking at his salary and he's been getting paid $13 million a year for the past three years. Okay, I yeah, understand that. But but how much of that was guaranteed that if they caught him that they were on the hook for it? Base salary, twelve fifty. Base salary, 1300 Base salary, twelve fifty. So your base salary is your guaranteed money. I just I, I don't see it. He's been yes, but the the thing about it is, and I know he's been getting this money, and he deserves it. The thing about it is, with Baker now being paid, that's my issue because if Baker's going to get thirty million, Jarvis is fifteen. Is that's I mean that's half of what what you could just give that wait a to minute Baker and wait a minute. Andrew Barry, they know what they can spend on X player, X player, X player, X player. They got to talk about Denzel Ward. They got to talk about other guys. But they also know at the same time what they're going to have to pay Baker. They're not going to get into crunch time and go, oh, well, we're up against the cap. We can't play pay Baker now. 
they know what they're doing. Okay, uh, you're sitting here saying they know what they're doing. <clears throat> they really don't know what they're doing because they totally don't disagree. know what the salary cap is going to be next year. They the have an idea. The, the salary cap will be higher than what it is this year, but nobody knows the percentage because all of that is based off of ticket sales for the entire league. But they have a general idea. So they better. They better. Hopefully, it's not the wrong idea. <laughs> so even with stuff that is going to go on next year, uh, it, it, if you look at it in perspective, Jarvis Landry, J.C. Treader, and Baker Mayfield are all uh, seven-figure salaries. So it's kind of going to be interesting to see. Okay, so the uh, sport track is calculating Denzel Ward to be worth $18.6 million per year. That's that can't be paid by us. Baker Mayfield is calculated to be thirty three point one million dollars a year. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I look at, I, I'm looking at this. I look at it and I go, well, now it's gone. Now it's, I don't see Austin Hooper here next year. I don't. No. I, I mean, we're going to have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. We're going to have our line. We're going to have our wide receivers, whether we have Landry or not. I don't know. Maybe they draft somebody. Defensively, our our defensive backfield is set outside of signing Denzel Ward, which I really don't want to get into that right now because Scott will go ballistic. But, I mean, our defensive line, Miles Garrett's locked up, you know, and, you know, we made one-year contracts with Tack McKinley, Clowney, guys like that. You know, I'm not saying those guys are replaceable, but they are replaceable. I mean, it's the Browns' defense is young, and they're not, they're not making a ton of money right now outside of a few guys. So they're paying the line, the offensive line, and they should because that's what keeps the team together. If they don't keep that offensive line, Baker Mayfield is Tim Couch. Scott, you made a you brought up a good point. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm sure there is going to be an either or with Denzel Ward and, and Jarvis Landry. So if it came down to an either or Denzel Ward or Jarvis Landry, I would pay Jarvis Landry because both of those positions. I mean, 
they're disposable. You can draft cornerbacks out the wazoo. You can draft receivers out the wazoo. So as much as it might make sense, I mean, if you add both of those contracts up, you said $18 million and then about 12 to 15, you're looking at $30 million right there. That's Baker Mayfield. So if you're going to get rid of one of them and keep one of them, if it was me, I'd rather keep Baker's receiver and, and get rid of Denzel because, I mean, I understand Greedy Williams hasn't been able to stay on the field, but they just drafted Newsom, and they could obviously go back in the draft next year, whether they have a the 25th pick or the 32nd pick, I'm sure they can grab another cornerback. I don't think Denzel Ward is going to be extended here. Well, Denzel Ward, I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that Denzel Ward is is going to get a contract extension. Uh, the, the, the fact is the fact he was picked fourth in the draft where he should have been picked about 32nd maybe even in the forties. Uh, so I, I, I just, I don't see him. But the fact is, is that Cleveland still has a first round draft pick every year from this point forward. You can always pick up a cornerback just as good as Denzel Ward. Ooh, wait round. a minute. What? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, I would extend Denzel Ward before I would Jarvis Landry, and and, and this is why. <laughs> is because, yes, Jar to, to, Denzel to Ward waste has some had more a, money on somebody who it, only plays had a hard. Well, Jarvis hasn't been on the field for a complete season. Okay, here's my thing is when Denzel Ward is on the field, he's a shutdown cornerback. He's a top 10 shutdown cornerback. Jarvis Landry is a slot receiver. So when you say, well, I can just find anybody in draft, um, I can find a, a, a slot wide receiver a lot later in the draft and I can find a shutdown corner. And I know it's going to go back to, he's oh, always hurt. He's always hurt. He's always hurt. I get it. But when he's on the field and you could say this about a lot of guys, a lot of guys get hurt. A lot of guys miss time and they still get their contracts. Denzel Ward is a shutdown cornerback. Worth Nobody about five wants million to dollars throw a year. to him. Worth about $5 million a year. Well, that's not the asking price. The, I mean, it just goes back to the simple fact of, obviously, I don't think that they're going to be able to pay both of them. I know this started with the lineman talk, but that I think that is just, I mean, that's the nucleus of this team. You've got guys in the in this draft I mean, the corners are so deep. Gardner from Cincinnati is good. You've got Derek Stingley in LSU. I mean, we I, 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 I would go for another LSU cornerback. Why not? Seems like one of them's got to turn out eventually. Kyer Elam is really good. He's out of Florida in the SEC. 
there's really good cornerbacks. There's also good receivers coming out of the draft. But like I said, I, I would favor more so keeping Baker's receiver than trying to retrain. I'd rather retrain a defensive back that's playing behind Miles Garrett than retrain a receiver with Baker Mayfield, even though it seems like every receiver that they brought in, Schwartz, Peoples-Jones, everyone seems like they've worked except for, you know, the, the best one that we've brought in, Odell. No, you just made my point. How did he make your point? Because you can bring a wide receiver in here out of the draft. You can bring a cornerback out of the draft. Yes, but Denzel Ward is a shut-down cornerback. He is not. Yes, he is. He can't tackle. He had a great catch the other day. Fabulous. Only took you six games, but thank you very much. I, I, I'm not sold on oh, Denzel Ward. I haven't so, been sold since we took him in. So there's a, there is a, I'm looking at a mock draft right now. It's from CBS Sports. It's way too early to be doing mock drafts, I believe. But I this guy's got the Browns drafting wide receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. And he has him draft. Here's why this doesn't matter. Because he's got him drafting this receiver Garrett Wilson from Ohio State 17. The Browns are not going to have the 17th draft pick. Yeah, we don't know that. <laughs> it's going to be hard to do that. It's going to hard, kind of hard to have a 17th pick in the NFL draft when you're AFC North division champs, buddy. Well, if that happens, then you're right. But if it doesn't happen, then that would be a great pick. Yeah, I don't know. Not in the I first just... round. Not in the first round, it's not. I don't want the replacement for Jarvis Landry coming in the first round. No, that's your, that, that that's your heart talking. No, it's not. That's not my. If they said we're going to keep Denzel Ward and we're going to move off Jarvis Landry, I would hope that they would draft some other needs first rather than trying to dr dr replace Landry in the first round when you've got Higgins and you have Peoples Jones. Not to mention you're a run first offense. Okay, well, Higgins is average at best, above average maybe. Um, Schwartz is a rookie. And, and what else do you got other than Donovan Peoples-Jones? That's, that's You just named three receivers that aren't even going to be the number one or two option in the offense. No, Donovan Peoples-Jones is going to be your number one option. I can guarantee you that. I don't know what your fix is getting Jarvis Landry out of Cleveland. I, I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said when it you comes have to, said that, though. No, I said when it comes to salary, I ain't paying him $15 million. That's what I said. Well, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this, and really, we none none of us 
have the opportunity to make this decision. Uh, so if there's nothing else to discuss about this, I think we need to move on to the next thing. Please. And it's thing. the last thing that I have on the line here. Let me. Uh, Is it the golf from the weekend? Uh, no, I didn't do golf. No, you didn't watch it? Did not watch it. Terry Francona's plan is still to return in 2022. Fran Reyes wow, is going hot. to stay busy this winter, and the soon-to-be Guardians are looking for some outfield answers. I'm Mandy Bell, and this is an off-season edition of The Beat Report. Francona's been able to return to his home in Arizona, and he recently just underwent his nine-week x-ray that will be sent back up to his doctor at the Cleveland Clinic. He's hoping those results will give him a better idea of when he'll be able to get off crutches. Even though he's still unable to put any pressure on his left foot that was repaired due to a staph infection that he was diagnosed with before the season began, he's already begun his physical therapy. And assuming everything stays on track as it is right now, he's pretty confident that he'll be able to be back in his managerial position in 2022. Fremo Reyes is headed to the Dominican League this winter. After a lengthy conversation with his manager, Francona, about this decision, it was pretty clear that Reyes didn't want to miss the opportunity to share a team with 21-year Major League veteran Albert Pujols. Aside from being able to pick the brain of one of baseball's biggest superstars, Reyes is going to be going to the Winter League in order to improve. The biggest things that he wants to focus on is his physique, and his defensive skills in order to allow the Guardians to play him more in either of the corner outfield spots in 2022. And speaking of corner outfield spots, there's no doubt that next year, Miles Straw is going to return as the everyday center fielder for Cleveland, but it's the other two spots that are still up for grabs. Cleveland's president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, recently said with local media on a Zoom call that hmm. improving the offense is going to be the top priority this winter and that easily could start in the outfield. Although the teams tried guys like Oscar Mercado, Bradley Zimmer, Harold Ramirez, it's time for the team to finally look externally for an answer. Now, whether that comes through free agency or trading from areas of depth on their roster, like their starting rotation or middle infield depth, that all remains to be seen. But don't be surprised if the team starts to target an impact outfield bat. And that'll do it for the beat oh, yeah. For all your baseball news, be sure to check MLB.com and watch MLB Network. For MLB.com. Listen, I hate, to, I hate to break it to you, Mandy Bell, but you might have just wasted about 60 seconds of your life talking right there because what, what are we doing? What are, what are, the, what are, the, what are the, the, the Guardians, what are we doing? Are we just assembling a team year by year to just – be there and be able to sell seats and play games. What is going on? We're going did she say we're gonna compete to get a, a a big bat in the outfield? What? Um so basically what Chris Who do Antonetti they got in mind? Are we said, going to get Kelly Shopic back? What Chris Antonetti has said not that Chris Antonetti has never lied to us before. Uh, but what he has said is he's actually going to look for help. Unlike last year, where he sat in his office 
and watched his $50 million team look like ass. I mean, Scott, what are we doing here? Are we going to assemble? Are we going to sign a... Are we going to sign to Nick Castellanos for a one-year deal? He's going to play with Hosey. We're going to lose in the wild card, and then we're going to – they're going to sayonara, see you later. How's this going to work out? Because here's, I don't here's, want dudes that are going to be here for one year. I want guys locked up. Here are the, the, the areas of contention that I have at this point in time. Uh, there was no mention of Josh Naylor – being brought back. There, I, I, I mean, we're, we're going to get our center fielder back, but they're talking about the left field and right field possibly being replaced. Secondly, they didn't talk about anything in the infield. First, second, third. I mean, Jose Ramirez is coming up on on his last season with the Cleveland Indians. What, what he'll he'll be dealt by the deadline. Yeah. So really is Jose Ramirez even going to be here for the entire season or are we losing him halfway through the ball season? We're going to lose him because we're in rebuild mode until we get another farm system. That's going to be able to compete like the 2016 Indians were, we're just going to be in this rebuild mode. This is what we do. This has been my whole life. This is what this is what happens. We get good ball players. We get good pitching. The best pitching organization in the freaking league can never keep guys together. Can never keep a rotation together. Now this brings up Shane Bieber because his contract is up next year. I think it's next year. See you later. He's gone too. So are are we going to lose Ramirez and Bieber in the same year? Bye. Maybe because even the we'll, same We'll get package. a whole bunch of prospects from the Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah, Scott. That sounds real great. That sounds real nice. A bunch of prospects. I can go watch them play in Akron. That sounds fabulous. Oshimaida. I think you guys are both way off base, but I'm not going to expound much because I'm going to wait and take a wait and see approach because I have more faith in in the Indians front office than either one of you guys do. Well, yeah, you, you took a hold on. You you took a wait and see approach last season, like you. No, I didn't. Did, yeah, no, I didn't. Did. no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, said you said Indians, that you could not no, you didn't. could not make any judgment until Indians thirty games make, in. And I said at the beginning of the you season, said I thought you could the not Indians make a judgment. You said you could not make a judgment until thirty games in. Correct. Then by sixty games in, which was almost the All Star break, you were like, see, "I don't know what to do. I don't know." You what's guys, happen. you guys discount. A week after the All-Star break, you looked at me and finally said, uh, you're pretty much right. This team Yeah, sucks. for this year for this year. So what's gonna change? 
What's going to change? Um, you, you, well, you know what would have made me think? You know what would have made me think possibly some change was coming? I wouldn't know if, because you don't listen. Well, you're not letting him talk. What? What would you like to say? Because what I was going to say, and it's real short and re- it's real sweet, and then I'll let you have your your limelight. I would have been more on board in, in believing the Indians had they signed Jose Ramirez to a three-year deal, to a four-year deal. They gave him one year, is in, insinuating they're going to make him play until the All-Star break, and they're going to trade him. That's what they're going to do. See, I don't see it that way. I look at and and you say that oh, look at the trades they've made for minor leaguers. You know, you look at the Houston Astros seven years ago. You look at the San Diego Padres five years ago. You look at the Tampa Bay Rays six years ago, and what did they do? They traded away all of their talent and they built a team and it took four to five years and i know you're gonna go oh well the indians can't sustain that but they can't they can't do it because they're only gonna spend 50 million dollars a year yes they can sustain it let me ask you this let me ask you this you mentioned the padres you mentioned the uh, Tampa Bay Rubber Ducks because that's what they are because they literally have everyone from the 2015-2016 Akron Rubber Ducks team. Uh, but that's beside the point. Have they won the World Series? But it, to my knowledge, the Padres missed the playoffs and the Rays got to the World Series and lost. Were front are they to win the World Series this year are they, and have, lost. Are they competitive? Is that what you want? That's all you want? You just, Dude, you just if want you're to be competitive. competitive. You, if you're competitive, you can win the World Series every year. The Braves had the worst record going into the playoffs of any team going into the playoffs, and they won the fucking World Series. Okay. It's since 1952, how the- many times – since 1952, how many times have the Indians been competitive? How many 25. times out of those years did they win the World Series? Not they didn't. one. Right. You're right. Here, they didn't. Here is the the difference in the team. The teams that you mentioned, there actually is a difference here. Cleveland only gets rid of two, maybe three players a year. Now, they are the best players but they only get rid of two or three players a year. When the Padres got rid of everyone and started building up with this team that they have with Tatis now, they got rid of everyone. You're never, ever going to be able to build a team by just getting rid of your best players. Because you're you, you've wasted Jose Ramirez, the 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 time that you got rid of Lindor, you probably should have just got rid of Ramirez because you you didn't win the World Series with Lindor and Ramirez together. 
What made them think that they were going to go win a World Series getting rid of Lindor and keeping Jose? What made them think that? Especially when they didn't use the money that they were going to pay Lindor to spread equally throughout other players in the league and free agency like another team would have done. We got They ate the money. We got six players for Lindor. Six. Actually, I'm sorry. They didn't eat the money. They sat on Lindor's money. They sat on it. Six players for Lindor. One is still on the team. That is a wasted trade. How is that a wasted trade when, when the rest of the guys are in the minors? We don't know what they are. We don't know how good they are. The rest of the guy. Everybody no, thought, we, oh, we, we, got rid, we got rid of the catcher. We, we, traded this we, got, guy. we, we got, got Josh Naylor. That's all we have left. That's not true. That's totally true. Look at the fucking trades, dude. These guys are in the minors for a reason. We traded for younger players because we're trying to build and they're trying to win at the same fucking time. Four of the six people that we picked up on that trade were not in the lower leagues. We picked up a catcher. We picked up Josh Naylor. We proceeded to release three of the peop- three of the six people within two months of the trade. The Lindor trade was a complete waste of everyone's time, including the New York Mets. But listen, that trade. Oh yeah, sucked. he he had a hell of a year, didn't he? Mr. Sunshine losing him sucked. Trevor Bauer. Bad trade. Now, now, Oshimite is going to sit there and, and sit back and go, well, look, Mr. Sunshine was hurt all last year. And Trevor Bauer uh, uh, beat up women. Um, so he didn't play for, for... That's all superficial stuff. That's stuff that we can't control. It factors in. It doesn't factor in because that's not that, that. Okay. Cleveland had absolutely no clue that Mr. Sunshine was going to get hurt. doesn't matter. But you'll use that, the fact that he got hurt uh, as a good, good point to that trade. Getting rid of Trevor Bauer. Nobody knew what was going to happen with Trevor Bauer. Yet you'll sit there and say, oh, well, you see, it was good trade. No, I look at what we got for him. And I look at the future and say, okay, the Indians aren't great right now. But uh, they they have built up a farm system now that they can be good and not spend tons of money. So, So tell me what we got for Trevor Bauer. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. All right, tell me what we got for Mr. Sunshine. Well, I know we got Josh Naylor. We got Henches, who's our, I don't know if he's a backup catcher. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. I didn't know we were going to talk about the Indians in in the middle of November. Well, of course we're going to talk about the Indians because it's it's been made clear that 
But you guys are like the Tito's coming back. The in, oh, again, and that's a problem for you. But, because it, Tito needs to step down. We don't need, this is the second year in a row, you don't need a manager who can only play part-time. I'm not going to disagree on that. But they didn't even give Sandy Elamar the duties when he stepped aside. I don't know if Sandy Alomar is the answer. I think at this point in time, the administration of the Cleveland Indians needs to be changed. Whether that's, and I mean, this could be a 45-minute talk right there, whether that's getting rid of the Dolans, whether that's getting rid of Chris Antonetti, yeah. No, the problems is is the Dolans need somebody outside to come in and funnel money into the franchise as a minority owner. Because again, you got teams like Tampa that compete because we don't call them minorities anymore. Whatever it is. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> they need a guy. They need someone to come in as a minority owner with, with with some cash flow to say, "All right, instead of fifty million, we can bump it up to one hundred and twenty and be competitive and go out and get guys and still feed your farm system, which I don't think is a bad thing." For the first time in the last 15 minutes, you finally made sense. All right. Can I go now? Sure. I've, I've, I have had it with this. Dr. It's the off season. I, I just got on here to talk to earlier. I didn't want to be on it. Oh, yeah. I didn't <laughs> want to be on the show. What a, what a pleasant What a pleasant time it was with you. I, I forced them to stay on. I'm glad you stayed on because you actually give a third perspective. There's there's Burley's perspective, which is off to the left. There's your perspective that's off to the right. And and there's the Cleveland sports fan perspective, which is correct. Oh, Jesus, Lord, heaven help me. So, Burley, tell me what you think. Tell me what what is the answer for the Cleveland Indians? And the first person that know. sends me a note about saying that it's the Cleveland Guardians can suck my left nut. I don't know, Scott. I don't know. I thought in 2016 that was the end of it all. I thought we'd win a World Series. I thought we'd pay our team. I thought we'd keep them together, but I was wrong, and I'm sick of it. I don't know what to think anymore. I really don't. I don't. I think the only reason that I was able to keep up with the Browns 
and stay so loyal to the Browns for 20 years was because it was only once a week. It was only on Sunday. The Indians is every day in the summertime. You know, I'm trying to enjoy my, my summer, my life. If they can't pay their team and they don't want to try, why should I? That's where I'm at. I'm just being honest with you. It's where I'm at. I mean, the Cavs, the Cavs make no sense. Like, like completely and utterly, like, very dysfunctional without LeBron. They signed, they went out at a trade deadline a couple of years ago and took on a 30 million contract with DeAndre, with, 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 uh, with Drummond, with Andre Drummond. And I said, why? Why are you taking on a, a, a $30 million contract for, for Drummond, who, yeah, is going to be a stud here in Cleveland? You're still going to miss the playoffs, and you're going to screw your lottery draft. But, hey, at least they tried. At least they tried, man. They went out and paid someone to come here, and, and, and people were excited. I was excited, Andre Drummond, yeah. It didn't make much sense. But they tried. I mean, LeBron left. Said he everything that was transpired with that. Said he wanted to come back. The Cavs let him come back. They tried. They might have went to four finals and lost three, but they tried and they won one. They won a finals. The Browns. They might have been the most dysfunctional organization for the last 20 years, but they tried. They hired coaches. They hired new general managers. They drafted new quarterbacks. They tried. They might have they 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 might have just gotten a participation award like a T-ball player, but <laughs> hell, they tried. The Indians don't try. They don't try. I I, I would have to agree with you. And I know that Oshimaita is going to get mad, but it, it is what it is. Uh, I I feel like something has to change. I don't know if it's the coaching. I don't know if it's Chris Antonetti. At this point in time, something needs to change. Otherwise, it's just going to be the same Indians every year. Year after year after year. Hey, did you guys hear that the Phillies hired a manager, a G, uh, G, assistant GM now? I think the GM in Philly, Philadelphia is going to end up getting shit-canned in the next two years. Well, you, when you have sad, a team, the Phillies were actually not that bad this year. Well, they were. Yeah, well, they went out and you get a guy like Bryce Harper and you you pair him along with Reese Hoskins, and they had Cesar Hernandez in there and couldn't keep him. And I mean, the pitching staff is 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 pretty decent. You struggle to make the playoffs. You can't make the playoffs. Shouldn't be in town. Not in Philly. So I just went through. All of the press releases from the the 
Major League Baseball over the past month, and nothing has been mentioned about any of the changes that Rob Manfred made. I understand that they are still in negotiations for the collective bargaining agreement. So there's a lot of stuff to do with that. Um, Can I ask you both, how did you enjoy Manfred baseball this year? Can we get can we get rid of all the the uh, can we get rid of all the um, travel ball extra inning double header rules and and all the you know all the BS that I did when I was twelve and they were trying to you know fit more games in at Kent State University's complex because they were supposed to fit in thirty games in one day at four fields. I mean that's what they're it seems like they're they're trying to do. I mean. They're trying to adjust the game. They're trying to change the game, which I understand. It was starting to fall off there for a second, but I mean, but but was it really falling off? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it was. It was absolutely falling off. I mean, their MMA, boxing, even the NHL was was threatening to take over the MLB as that third sport. But I mean, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think that the 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 guy on second base in extra innings. I don't think that does anything. I don't think the seven inning double headers. I don't think that does anything. Uh, to be quite honest with you, I think if you're a baseball fan and you go to a double header and it's two seven inning games, you 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 don't get that experience. Don't you feel ripped off? Yeah, you get you feel ripped off. Yeah, if if I'm going to a double header, I'm going because I love to watch baseball uh yeah uh so nothing has been stated yet what do you how did you feel about baseball this year mr oshimaida did you actually get to go to a game this year no but yeah i i agree i mean the world series was great but i i the the runner on second thing the seven inning double headers, the the anything they try to do to shorten the game, and, and and I will say I'm a guy that when I go to a game, when it starts to get to be ten thirty, eleven o'clock, it's like Jesus Christ, just get the game over with. But at the same time, don't cut it short because you think the fans are going to lose interest. I, I, I think the coat, I think the rules, some of the stupid rules that they, that they enacted were uh, last year about COVID and they just need to go away. And it's it just, I don't know. I, I as a whole, baseball seemed pretty normal to me this year outside of those things. Because if the Indians went to extra innings, I knew they were going to lose. Because they don't know how to bond. So. <laughs> Shit, half the time they don't know how to hit. Um, with that said, uh, I, I, I would agree with you. The you can't change the way baseball is played. Uh, it's kind of
kind of a silly thing to attempt to do. Baseball is baseball. Uh, I I truthfully feel that that the fan it's, the fans attendance is kind of like kind of like the NASCAR fans. Uh, there was a time that there were a whole bunch of NASCAR fans in the stands, hundred thousand people. It dropped down. Now it's starting to pick up again. Thank God you had a shirt on underneath that. Um, so I think baseball will pick back up. Uh, it, it may actually start to pick back up really, really well this coming year. Joe West has finally fully retired. Congratulations, Joe. You don't ever have to fuck up a game ever again. On that note, is there anything else you guys want to chat about before we head out of here? I don't want to chat about it, but the best way to change baseball is add a salary cap. That's all I'm going to say. Baseball would be so much better if you add a salary cap and stop letting the Yankees and the Dodgers control everybody. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you're going to do that, you have to have a salary cap floor. Correct. Correct. I understand that. Just like the NFL. So I, the I, Indians have to spend $90 million for the Pirates or the Reds. Yes, yes. And the Yankees and Dodgers can only spend $200 million. Well, Exactly. I'm totally fine with that. While the Indians were the lowest paying team, there are several teams that have gone a hell of a lot longer than the Cleveland Indians paying less money. Okay, but let's not forget, the Indians had the lowest salary, and they had a better record than nine teams that had a higher salary than they did. Yeah, they were living off of rookie contracts. It, it doesn't matter. You're not going to win a World Series with rookies. I didn't say that. I'm just saying, if you have a, a floor and a cap, you also got to understand who you're paying. And and that is absolutely correct. Okay, that's all I, I was I, trying to say. I will. I will concede that to you. I'm just saying that. You're going to conceive Cleveland what did last with my year. dad? You're, wait, you're going to conceive what with my dad? That, that he, he made a good point um, in the fact that they were competitive halfway through the season. The problem with the Indians was that they gave up all of their veteran players. Then nobody left. When people started getting hurt, they had nobody to fill those spots but rookies. You will never win a World Series with an all-rookie team. All right. On that note, everyone, we're going to take off. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <Stay up. clears throat>